Today's message was recorded live at the Middletown Seventh-day Adventist Church of Louisville, Kentucky, a safe environment where people relationships become kingdom relationships. Find us online at www.friendlychurch.com. Just a little walk with Jesus makes me whole. Because there is none like you. I love those songs. In fact, I love singing, but I couldn't sing. I got so emotional, I couldn't sing. But that's okay. That's okay. You know, I can take a walk with any of you. I can take a walk with my wife. But the song said, there is none like you, Jesus, that makes me whole. So I'm so glad to see you here today. And I'm so glad for you watching on, uh, on our YouTube channel this morning. Welcome to our service today. One morning, Mrs. Marion opened her door and she was surprised to see a small dog she'd never seen before with her paper, with her newspaper in its mouth. Delighted, with his delivery service, <laughs> she gave him some treats and praised him so much. Oh, you're such a good dog. Oh, you little doggy, you're so cute. Yeah, you brought my newspaper to me. You're so good. You know how we do it, you know, with our puppies. We love them. Next morning, she was horrified to see the same dog sitting in front of her door, wagging his tail, surrounded by eight newspapers. My sermon title this morning, The Benefits of Praise. Let us pray. Lord, like Daniel prayed, I pray that you take over this service once again. And my words be your words. And let us praise you with all our hearts. Not for what we see, but for what you could do. Not for what we feel, but for who you are. The awesome, omnipotent, almighty creator God. The redeemer God. Lord, we praise you because you are worthy of praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. November is the gratitude month. And I was moved by the Spirit of God to share with you a series of sermons on praise this month. Last Sabbath, we looked at the principles of praise. Today, we'll learn the benefits of praise. And next Sabbath, we'll understand who we praise God for. Um, principles of praise. If you were not here last weekend, I want to review just a little bit so you know where we are. What did we learn? What do you remember? Well, first of all, we learned that there is a law of praise just like there is a law of gravitation. And I had a book last, last week, and I said, well, I had the Bible, and if I let it go, it falls down, right? There is something that happens. Same thing with praise. When we praise, things happen. When we don't praise, things happen too. We'll see more of that later. First principle we learned, dwell on the blessings. 
You know, everyone has trials and difficulties in life. Everyone has also blessings. We have a choice to dwell on either the difficulties or the blessings. When you dwell on the blessings, you, I can guarantee, you will praise God. Everyone has roses and thorns in life. How much better is to praise God for the roses? Dwell on the blessings. That was one principles. One principle. Another principle of praise we learned last week is our praises to God benefit God, believe it or not. When we praise God and give Him thanks for our blessings, it pleases God. The Bible tells us, and it makes him happy. And when you praise God, another principle is praise the Father. I know and I understand that for us as Christians, it's so easy to, to, to focus on Jesus rather than on the Father. We got, but we got to remember that it was the Father who sent his Son to die for us. It is the Father who draws us to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior Jesus said, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me to draw him. Praise the Father. It's another principle of praise we learned last week. And praise God for the Holy Spirit. Amen to that. Jesus said, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper, another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And uh, right before he left, Jesus says, I am with you always. How is Jesus with us always? Where is Jesus now? Where is Jesus now? In heaven. How is Jesus with us? Through the Holy Spirit. So, Praise God for the Holy Spirit. Through the Spirit whom the Father will send to us, He is with us. Beginning with the day of the Pentecost, the disciples received the Holy Spirit. And that same Holy Spirit has been available to us ever since. I will not leave you orphans, Jesus said. You're not on your own. You got me through the Holy Spirit. The infilling of the Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit, how we call it, is absolutely necessary for Christians these days. We, we can't, wherever you look, there are things that will challenge you. Wherever you go, there are things that will challenge you. The only way to have the fruit of the Spirit is to have the Holy Spirit in our lives. And to have a spirit-filled experience. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. And praise God for His love. Another principle of praise we learned last week. Knowing that God loves us is the most important thing you need to know about God. Not knowing about His creative abilities. Not knowing about His, his all-power. Not knowing about His all-presence, omnipresence. But knowing that God loves us is the most important thing we need to know. Many people have no one that loves them. When they know that someone loves them, and this is the creator of the universe. It's not just anyone. When we know God loves us so much, it changes 
the way we live. And that knowledge doesn't have to stop up here. It needs to go down in the heart. It has to be an experience. The more deeply people know about that God loves them, the more the fullness of God they will experience. And the more we know that He loves us, the more peace, the more joy and faith we have in our hearts. And we praise God for loving us. Praise God for His love for us. Another principle of praise this month. Apostle Paul says... In Philippians 4, 6 to 7, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Praise in our prayers Builds our faith. Why? Why is thanksgiving so important when we pray? It's important because our thanksgiving takes our mind from our problems to the blessings we have from God. It shifts our focus, our attention to God and away from our problems. And it helps us to build our faith. Those are the principles of Praise we learned this past weekend. Now, today, we're going to look at some benefits of praise. The benefits of praise. How many of you here know Paul and Silas? Have you heard of Paul and Silas in the book of Acts? Paul and Silas. Paul is the apostle Paul. He had, on conver he had a conversion on his way to Damascus. He was on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians. But God turned his heart around. And Paul has become the greatest evangelist, the greatest missionary. And Silas was his partner. They are both filled with the Holy Spirit and they are so much on fire for the Lord that they want the whole world, the whole world that they knew, they want everyone to know about Jesus. The story is found in Acts chapter 16. So you can open your Bibles to the Acts, the book of Acts chapter 16. I will be using New King James Version of the Bible. And by the way, if you, want, if you ever wanted to know how the Christian church started, go and read the book of Acts. It's a fascinating book, you know, and the, the writer is an eyewitness of what happened. So, um, it's, yeah, I guarantee you will be impressed how the Christian church began. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, we find... Paul and Silas praising God. So, Acts 16, verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. They were praising. Singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. What were they doing? Praying and singing. Both praying 
and singing can be spiritual praise to God. In fact, Luke records this story as such. He is saying they were praying and singing to God. They were praising God. Now, did they have any reasons to praise God? Did they have any reasons to praise God? Um, let's, let's go up a couple of verses. Verses 22 and 24. Let's read verses 22 to 24 from Acts chapter 16 to see if they have reasons to praise. Acts 16, 22, Then the multitude rose up together against them, against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to the soldiers to be beaten with rod, to beat this man with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Verse 24, having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their, fastened their feet in the stocks. So, let me briefly summarize this account for you. Falsely accused, beaten with rods, thrown in the prison, their feet fastened in stocks, and they have double security on them in the inner prison. Hmm. I can tell you that would not be something I would look forward to. Would you? But see, earlier that day, if you read a few verses above, earlier that day, a slave girl was made free. She was a slave to her masters and slave to the demons who possessed her. And Paul and Silas, being filled with the Holy Spirit, commanded the evil spirit to come out of her. And she was delivered. That's when her masters and the people who oppressed her got upset with Paul and Silas and began to, mail, to make false accusations against them. They were so filled with the Spirit that even demons listened to them. And for the deliverance that just happened that day, they were so thrilled. They were so happy. They were satisfied that a precious slave girl who was oppressed both physically and spiritually, they were happy that she was delivered. That's why they were praising God. See, when we find ourselves in pain and suffering, when we find ourselves in troublesome situations, we got to look for the positives. We got to stay focused on God, and then we, then we can, just like Paul and Silas, we can praise God. Not for the situation, but for who God is and what He is able to do. And the story is not over yet. Acts 16, verse 25. But 
Oh, I love the preposition, but, because it is a contrasting preposition. It indicates that change is about to come in the story. They are in prison. Their feet in stocks. But things are just about to change. Acts 16, 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Isn't that nice? Paul and Silas are the praise team of the day. <laughs> they are leading the prisoners in worship. Have you ever seen a praise team with their feet in stocks? No? Me neither. So they're singing and praying, praying and singing. And verse 26, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, Luke records this, immediately all the doors were opened. Remember, they were in a high security area of the prison. Immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from, the, from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, Supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was just about to kill himself. I mean, how would you like to be that prison guard? They didn't have digital security. They didn't have security cameras recording every hallway, every move in the prison. They didn't even have lights. And it is midnight, and he wakes up with all the security gone. All doors wide open, and all the chains from the prisoners' hands and feet loosed. He's just about to kill himself, verse 28. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, do yourself no harm, sir, for we are all here. Then he, the prison guard, called for a light. He asked for a light. Ran in. He stepped into that prison cell where Paul and Silas were and said to them, well, trembling before Paul and Silas, and he brought them out brought him out, actually, and he said, Sirs, Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? Because I heard you praying and singing, but I fell asleep. What can I do to be saved? Remember where the story began? Verses earlier? It is a praise story. Verse 31. So they said, Paul and Silas said to the prison guard, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. Where are they now? 
Where are they now? No, not in the prison anymore. They are at the security guard's house having a Bible study about Jesus. And he, verse 33, the prison guard, he took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all of his family were baptized. Wow, that's evangelism, my friends. How did it start? Not with promoting anything, but with praising God for everything. Evangelism begins with praying and singing. Evangelism must begin with praising God. Verse, 20, verse 34, now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Wow. What an amazing praise story. And if you read the following verses, it's amazing. They went back in the prison by morning, put their feet back in the stocks, and waited for the higher-ups to release them officially. What a story, right? The reality is that there are benefits of praise, as you can see in this story. And we'll look more, because there, there is more to it. Benefits for those engaged in praise. Yeah, there are benefits for those. And benefits for those around those who are praising God. These benefits could be and are physical, emotional, and spiritual. There are benefits for our physical health. Solomon said, Proverbs 17, 22. Solomon said, a merry heart, a happy heart, does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Solomon says, who is Solomon? Solomon was the wisest man on earth, right, besides Jesus. He was very wise. And Solomon says a broken spirit literally dries the bones. There's a true story by ABC World News in an episode reported a few years ago. It reports that a, a lab technician from Rochester, Minnesota, fell and shattered her wrist while walking on to work one day. The damage she had was so bad as if she had been thrown through a car windshield. Dr. Lorraine Fitzpatrick of the Mayo Clinic was surprised by the amount of damage she had suffered. Usually, the doctor said, a woman that age can sustain a fall and put their wrist out and catch themselves and not having any problem. But she had this very bad fracture. So, while operating to repair the damage in her arm, in her wrist, Doctors discovered the problem. This 46-year-old woman had unusually weak bones. The doctors commented that the patient had the bones of a woman 15 to 20 years older than her. Why? What happened? They believe the problem may have been caused 
by the stress and depression this woman has been suffering for years. Apparently, there is significant evidence showing that stress and depression can lead to bone density loss in both men and women. Wow. And Solomon wrote that thousands of years ago. That a broken spirit dries the bones. In his book, Deadly, Dem uh, Deadly Emotions, Dr. Don Colbert explains how emotions experienced can form chemical, chemical reactions in the body and in the brain. I will relate two or three studies here because I thought they were very important. Ten-year-old study. <clears throat> in a ten-year-old study, those who were unable to manage their emotional stress had a 40% higher death rate than those who were able to manage their emotional stress. Wow. Then there was another study done at Harvard Medical School on 1,623 people, heart attack survivors. And this study came to the conclusion that individuals who allowed emotional conflicts to bring on anger had double the risk of subsequent heart attacks compared with those who remain calm. So, next time somebody crossed in line before you, remember, you have a choice. What do you choose? Do I get angry and have a heart attack or stay calm and be alive, right? Another study, an international study, 2,829 individuals, ages 55 to 85, found that those who felt in control over stressful life situations, life events, had a 60% lower risk of death compared with those who felt relatively helpless in the face of life's challenges. And that's why I bring these studies to you to show that's why it's so essential that we understand the importance of God, the importance of the Holy Spirit in our life. When we are filled with the Spirit, we are completely surrendered. Our minds, our souls are at peace because we know, we know that everything works together for good to those who love God. Romans 8.28. And many times we don't understand, and we don't have to understand. We will understand someday. I've been, you know, practicing uh, uh, hospital chaplaincy for a while, and I can clearly see how, how the spiritual side of our being makes a difference in our emotional side, and how the emotional can help heal, can help recover, or can help even prevent things that, um, uh, that affect our physical health. These negative results caused by stress are primarily attributed to hormones that are released during stressful times. The right amount of hormones produces good results. Too much stress causes the pituitary gland to produce an oversupply of adrenaline and cortisol, which can be dangerous over time. And I want to explain this a little bit. Uh, it's not my field. I'm not a doctor. I got this from a book. Adrenaline causes increased blood pressure, increased heart rate, 
blood vessel constriction, slowing and even stopping digestion. And these effects of adrenaline are good when a person is in danger. But when these effects occur over a long term due to unresolved stress, they cause a long-term body response to heart rate. Then you have blood pressure, elevated triglycerides, and blood sugar, and increased blood clotting, which contributes to plaque in arteries. See how these things affect our bodies? Cortisol is also produced due to an extended emotional stress. Long-term cortisol release causes increased blood sugar, increased insulin, and increased triglycerides levels. It also depletes bones of calcium, magnesium, and potassium, which leads to bone density loss. So chronically elevated levels of cortisol cause impaired immune function. Your immune system is exhausted, and it also causes reduced glucose utilization, which is a major factor in both diabetes and weight control. So when you're stressed, you can't lose weight. When you're stressed, you are more at risk if you are a diabetic. Long-term cortisol release can also impair memory and learning due to destruction of brain cells. Wow! And you might think, Pastor Marius, what does this medical information have to do with praise? Well, the effects of stress, anxiety, and depression are real. We can't argue that. They are real and cannot be controlled. The effects of it. But you and I can control something. You and I have a choice. You can choose how to react to stressful life events. You can choose to get angry. You can choose to let stress take over your life. Or you can choose to take action. And that action is to surrender them to God. And ask God to fill you with His Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, Peace. Ellen White, in her book, My Life Today, page 151, writes this. We should encourage a cheerful, hopeful, peaceful frame of mind, for our health depends upon so doing. And then in another uh, book, Councils on Health, page 344, courage, hope, faith, sympathy, love, promote health, and prolong life. A contented mind, a cheerful spirit, is health to the body and strength to the soul. Wow. And then in another book, Ministry of Healing, page 281. Gratitude, rejoicing, benevolence, trusting God's love and care. These are health's greatest safeguards. I remember being a seminary student at Salev University in southern France, in Cologne, and uh, I was always singing. I'm not referring to singing in the choir or the praise band. I was, I was always humming a song. I always had a song in my heart. And one day, while waiting in line at cafeteria, this other student asked me, he said, Marius, you're always singing. Why? Pourquoi? 
And I responded, pourquoi pas? Why not? I always said a song in my heart because I was not looking at the negatives. I was looking at the freedom. I was looking at the opportunities. I was looking at the missions, the library books, and so on. Everything. I was looking at everything positive as if I wasn't even aware of the negatives. And trust me, I had plenty of those negatives too, but I was singing when I was focusing on the positives, on what the Lord has already done, just like Paul and Silas, or just like Jesus. <clears throat> when I was preparing for this sermon, <clears throat> I ran into this paragraph, and I want to share with you because <laughs> I love it. It comes from a book, Christ Triumphant, page 244, and here it is. Christ took upon him nature, uh, human nature that he might be able to sympathize with all hearts. His spirit was never so full of worldly cares that he had no time or thought for the heavenly. He could give evidence of his cheerfulness by singing psalms. And I paused right there and I said to myself, Wait a minute, do you mean Jesus was a singer? <laughs> do you mean Jesus sang songs as a way of praise? I love it. Wow, I did not know my Savior was a singer. Praise God for Jesus. I said, Jesus, let's do a duet. I love singing. You all know that I love singing. Here is the rest of the quote. The people of Nazareth, that's where Jesus grew up, often heard his voice raised in praise and thanksgiving to God. He often held communion with heaven in song. And all who were associated with him, all those people around Jesus, who often complained of their weariness of labor, were cheered by the sweet melody that fell from his lips. I was like, wow! See how Jesus lived? Did you know your Savior was a singer? Well, now you know it. And if you go through any difficult situations, when you are tempted to complain, think of Jesus and begin singing. We tend to look at the abuse people have done to us. And these days, we need to look at Jesus in order to be healed from the emotional consequences of sin. Yes, it is true that the sinful condition that we have been brought up in this world have caused us many wounds that are caused by physical abuse, sexual abuse, religious abuse, and emotional abuse. And I'm not denying your hurt. All I'm saying is that look at Jesus. And let me tell you something about Jesus. Jesus suffered each of these terrible abuses, paying the price for our healing from the emotional pain they cause. Jesus overcame the emotional pain of being alone and abandoned. How many feel abandonment? He felt that too, both in the Garden of Gethsemane and on the cross. 
He suffered the emotional pain of being betrayed when Judas sold him for pieces of silver. Jesus suffered physical abuse at his mock trial and when he was spit on on, and when he was slapped on the face. Jesus suffered suffered, uh, uh, verbal abuse when he was blindfolded, mocked, and ridiculed. Religious abuse was heaped on him by religious leaders. As Jesus hanged naked on the cross, he suffered the shame of sexual abuse. He overcame the temptation to do something to escape the emotional pain he was experiencing. Jesus suffered that terrible emotional abuse in order to gain the victory for us. My friend, Jesus paid the price so that you and me, from the emotional wound, we have to experience due to such abuses. Jesus did it. Jesus experienced it. Jesus paid for it so that you and I can find healing from such abuses. And if Jesus chose to praise God, we must do the same. When we praise God, we will reap physical, emotional, and certainly spiritual benefits. I want to leave you with the first four, four verses of Psalm 103. David writes about the benefits of praise. Psalm 103, verses 1 to 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all, forget not all his benefits. Forget not what? All his benefits. What are God's spiritual benefits? Verse 3, God forgives all your iniquities. God heals all your diseases. God redeems your life from destruction. And he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. May we all remember God's benefits of praise. Amen.